Hello, and welcome back to Indie Author Weekly. This is the podcast for indie authors, aspiring authors, and curious bookworms who want the inside scoop, tips and motivation, and behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, or at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm a productivity strategist and author of polyamorous rom-coms. Now, have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome? Well, that is exactly what we are discussing on today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. For new and returning listeners, you can now get all Indie Author Weekly podcast episodes, plus updates on my writing projects, delivered directly to your inbox each week at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share about why imposter syndrome is not real so that it stops holding you back from making progress on your writing goals and dreams. Yes, that's right. I am making a potentially controversial statement today. Imposter syndrome is not real. I want to give you an example, which I think might be pretty familiar to you too. Some days, I can open up a book that I have published, and I am super excited about it, and I will think, this is awesome. I am an amazing writer and storyteller. This is hilarious and so clever. I love this so much. Other days, I will open that exact same book to the exact same page, and my reaction will be to think, oh my god, this is awful. This is terrible writing. This is not funny at all. These characters are so wooden. I am the worst writer and storyteller. Now, that's a pretty dramatic shift from one reaction to the next. What's changed here? The work hasn't changed. The book hasn't changed. It's not even a different draft of the book. It is the exact same book, the same story, the same scene. The writing has not changed. So, what has changed? My perception of it has changed. My perspective on it has changed. My frame of mind is what has changed, not the work itself. Now, this example of those two reactions to the exact same work are, of course, extreme. (laughs) Most of the time, I have a much more balanced view of it, and you might also find that you are somewhere in the middle, right? We don't often go to those, like, complete extremes, but you can sort of see how we we will slide in in one direction or the other. My point is that our perception and mindset don't necessarily say anything about the actual work itself. That particular perspective in the moment is more reflective of ourselves and our mood in that split second than it is reflective of the value or the worth of the actual book. It's one thing to know this intrinsically. It's another to truly unpack it. And we addressed that a little bit in episode 106 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast, but we can certainly delve deeper into that topic in a future episode if you like. For today, I really want to address that important first step of taking ownership and taking back control when we start to slide into imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is not real. 
It is simply where our mindset might be at that point. The work hasn't changed. The way we look at it is what has shifted. And that's empowering because it means that we can shift back into an excited, enthusiastic, confident writer that we might have been before, right? The last time we opened up that same book that we wrote. I don't want to downplay imposter syndrome because of course it feels real. It's a horrible feeling in the moment. It can be a really despairing experience. That's awful. And also, at the same time, imposter syndrome is an indicator that something is going on there for us to deal with. It has nothing to do with the writing itself. It entirely has to do with our perspective on it. What do you think of this? I invite you to post on Twitter or Instagram about what your take is on all of this and tag me at SaganLives so that I can see it. Let's have a conversation about it. Of course, there are many, many reasons for why you might be feeling like an imposter. Maybe, maybe you received several bad reviews in a row, or maybe you were just working on another project that you aren't happy about, or maybe you had a fight with a loved one and that's affecting your emotions, or maybe you're feeling insecure or having confidence issues about something else entirely in your personal or professional life and it's bleeding into this area. There could be so many things going on. All of those are valid. All of those are really hard. All of those are 100% going to influence your headspace. So with that in mind, recognize that if or when you experience imposter syndrome, that it isn't really about you or your worthiness or the quality of your work. There are a lot of other factors at play. This will pass. Feeling like an imposter does not mean that you are an imposter. And that's why, at the end of the day, imposter syndrome isn't real. It exists only in our perception, and we can shift that, we can reframe that to get out of the disempowering state of feeling like an imposter and into a more empowering state of joy in the creative process. Because that's what I find is truly at stake here. When we, A, recognize that we are feeling imposter syndrome, we will B, know that it is disempowering. So we can C, reframe it, to D, differentiate between what's legitimately going on and how we are interpreting that to make meaning from it. From there, we can E, make the shift into changing our focus to F, that of our love of the craft, which will G, in turn, empower and inspire us to create with joy. <laughs> that is a seven-step sort of process that can take place to shift from imposter syndrome to empowered writer. Pretty cool, right? Sometimes, this process may take days or weeks to work through. Other times, this process may take a mere matter of seconds. The beauty is that you get to determine it. If you want support with going through this process and reframing and to be able to move through it really quickly, 
I have some fantastic tools like transformational tapping that I can use to help you with when you get one-on-one -on -one productivity success coaching with me. I have been teaching and coaching on topics like this for solopreneurs, including freelance writers and authors, since 2016. And just this year, I have upgraded my own professional development and taken trainings in powerful coaching modalities. All of that combined means that we can accomplish a lot together, you and I. So I'm happy to guide you through this process and move you through imposter syndrome really quickly and support you across the board in your author journey. Visit sakenmorrow.com slash work with me for details on how we can work together on this. To sum up, imposter syndrome is just a feeling. It does not need to define who we are or what we do in life or in business, including your career as a writer. It's okay to experience imposter syndrome. It affects all of us from time to time. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to succumb to it? Or are you going to do something different this time? I've chosen each of those opposite routes at different points in my career, and I've got to tell you, even though it might feel nearly impossible right now, you are 100% capable of getting out of imposter syndrome. And choosing to do something different is 100% the better decision. Every time. Every single time. All right. That, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources, at saganmorrow.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate your support. Until next week, this is Sagan Morrow, signing off the Indie Author Weekly podcast.